We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along, and I am pleased to be joined now by the defensive line coach at James Madison. That is Pat Koontz, now in his first season with the Dukes. Hi, Coach. How are you, sir? Doing great. Excited to talk to you. Thanks for having me, Dave. Absolutely. And, you know, let's just talk about the transition for you, coming over from VMI and, and coming over before spring practice got going and getting to, to go through that with this team. How's the transition been for you? Well, it's been fantastic, quite frankly. It's uh, I had a great time at VMI, and we accomplished some great things there, and it was fun to work with that staff and learn a lot of great football. But just being here in Harrisonburg and being a part of this football program that Coach Signetti's leading, it's it's an impressive thing to be a part of, and I'm just so happy to be here and so honored for this challenge, this opportunity. And man, it, we couldn't be happier as a family to be here as a Duke. Has it been pretty seamless to, to kind of jump in and get to know these guys and learn everything? Um, you know, seamless. I'm not quite sure if that's the exact <laughs> term, but it has been pretty, uh, pretty common and easy as far as just from a personality and social standpoint. Um, these kids are great. The staff is so fun to work with, and. You know, I truly feel like family here, and I try to have that same type of relationship with my players. And, you know, just getting to know these different group of guys, it's an exciting process, and let them know my standard and how I want to coach. It's There's always going to be some bumps along the road, but these guys have responded, and, you know, coming here in the fall, we're going to be able to see what we're really about. Being able to go through spring ball and just for the guys to see how you um, how you coach, how they respond to you was I'm guessing that was very beneficial for you and, and your guys. Absolutely, because you know there's when you're going fast from just starting a job in February and you know you meet with the guys prior, but really spring ball was their first chance to work with me, right. work with them. So there's going to be some learning curves there. Um, I think some of them it took you know a couple days to really understand oh, this is how I'm going to be every day. But at the same time, I'm learning a lot about them. I want to see how they respond and how they're going to quickly they're going to learn technique details that I'm coaching and you know matching my urgency and things like that. So as much as I was learning, you know, from them, hopefully they were getting used to the standard which we practice that every day. We're talking to Pat Coonskin, the defensive line coach at James Madison. He's in his first year with the Dukes, and you know I think we as media members got to see practices and got to see how you interact with your guys and your coaching style. But for for the fans out there that didn't get to see you at practice and maybe saw a little bit of the spring game, um, we're going to see a pretty intense individual from you, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a common thread. Every, even since I've been coaching high school, to be honest with you, um, you're going to find a guy who is very vocal. I always tell them about how baby penguins, when you look at those nature shows, they, there's hundreds of thousands of penguins out there, but they can find the specific pitch and tone of mom and dad penguin, and I like to think that my D-line can hear me no matter if there's 100,000 people in the crowd. So, you know, I, I'm going to have that type of volume. It's always out of love, even though there's some passion in my voice and the detailed urgency that I coach at, but ultimately is this. I'm, I'm coaching them to do the right thing. I want them to be successful and I like to bring energy, and I'm not going to depend on them to do that every day. I'm going to leave the charge myself. Has it been nice to have this coaching staff and Coach Signetti in particular just kind of let you be you? It seems like that's that's been able to happen, and that's nice. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up. I've never thought about that that way so much. <laughs> about, you know, I'm going to coach my way, and if they tell me they want it different, I'll adjust off of that. But, you know, yeah, it's they've allowed me to do my job, and obviously I still learn every day. It's not like I'm sitting here acting like I'm the most accomplished and know-it-all coach. It's important for me to keep growing and keep learning, and they've allowed that to happen. This is a fruitful place for that to occur for me as a coach. So, yes, they've let me coach, but at the same time, I'm getting better as a coach every day, and they're helping me guide that way. 
I want to talk about your time as a coach, and we'll do that in a second. But do you, do you still feel like you're learning a bunch? Again, you're still fairly new to the college football game. Yes, correct. I mean, I've I've been in college football now for this will be my seventh year in college. I was a coordinator and high school football coach for six years, so I've been in the game for a long time. But yes, I mean, in some eyes, I was the oldest GA coming out of college or coming into <laughs> college football when I was thirty years old. So when you look at me, I might be thirty six, but. You know, I still have a lot to learn, and I think that's exciting. I think anybody, in, whether it's the business world or, you know, just regular life, if you're just stagnant, you know, you're on the decline. You better keep growing. You better keep evolving and adapting and, you know, sharpen your blades. Coach, did you have a connection w- with anybody on staff to, to kind of help you get this gig? <laughs> well, absolutely. It's funny you bring that up because Coach Haynes, the D coordinator, I met him in Bloomington. Uh-huh. Um, he was a there prior to me being there, but we still – had common friends from when he left and when I arrived. And, you know, when I hung out with him, it was a big little group outing. Um, and I was in hot pursuit of my current wife. So I got to <laughs> talk with him for about a half hour. And after that, my uh, my eyes were locked in and my target was set. So we didn't have much convo as the night progressed. But, no, that was the first time I got to meet him. And, you know, I didn't really get the full, you know, scope of who he is. But I knew right away that he's very football intelligent. He's passionate and detailed in the way it coaches, and ultimately he's fun to be around. So when he called me with the opportunity to be here, it was almost immediate. You know, I had to make sure the wife gave me the thumbs up, but she did. And, man, it's just it's been great to reconnect with him even more so and get to know him because the respect that I have for him just increases every time that happens. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Pat Coons again. He's the defensive line coach at James Madison. And uh, the hot pursuit worked. Again, you just had your first baby. You, you're happily married, <laughs> just took a vacation. It all worked out, didn't it? It all worked out, you know. It was that was I'm a big basketball player, and I had to wait along. She was actually living in Australia for a couple of years. And I was boxing out for two years, man. That was the biggest rebound in my life. <laughs> we're talking. We're talking with Pat Coons, the defensive line coach at James Madison, and. You tell me, tell me about kind of what you learned from from your guys this spring. Again, you had a lot of guys out that you haven't even seen really on on the practice field yet. Again, Isaac was out, Abby was out, um, Tony missed some time, James. Missed, I mean, you had some 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 of the key guys in your rotation miss a lot of time or miss the entire spring. But I'm guessing you found out a lot about about the young guys on your uh, on your D line, didn't you? Absolutely. I mean, it was it was very fun as a coach. You know, even though there's times where it's frustration when you you have, you know, technically seven guys out who are probably going to be showing up in the fall that weren't there in the spring. And the positive of that is, is that we had a lot of guys get extra reps, and ultimately we built stronger depth across the whole D-line. And so now these guys, you know, like mentioned, you know, I don't want to sit here and just single kids out and crown them, but, you know, Jalen Green, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler McGrown, Kyle Kamara, um, even Jordan Funk and Sean Johns and, Coke Law, these guys stepped up to where now it's not the same feeling for these seven guys coming back. They're going to have people chomp at the bit, chasing them and competing for playing time just the way they are. So ultimately, you know, it's it was some trials and tribulations, but we came out stronger. And as a group, I think it was awesome. Just, you know, those guys got to really step up and take the next step. And now, Ultimately, as a group, we have more guys that I trust. I was going to say, you, you that, that's a. Do you feel like you've got a tremendous amount of depth on that on that D line, Coach? I was a V. Or, sorry, let's call people Coach Dave. I was a VMI. <laughs> all right, and they, those kids are a pleasure to coach. But just the sheer talent and numbers that I have with these guys and body types and athleticism, it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, I, I I am very blessed to be here. 
I think it's an honor and a challenge and a privilege as well to where I have this group. Now I finally have some pieces to where I feel like we can, if this is going to test how, you know, how I coach, how if my scheme and my technique can show out because these are the guys that can do it. And I'm not, again, not crowning them. We have a lot of work and a lot of challenges. This is a whole new schedule, but I'm confident with what we can do here. And I love the group and, I love the possibility of how many people can contribute. You know, with guys like Isaac and even Jamari coming over from Marshall, but with Thurston and Carpenter and Abby, those guys out, Did you have you watched a lot of film on them just to kind of get an idea of what they can do on game day? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right when I got here, that was the main thing, was studying a lot of the fall season of 21 as well as the spring COVID season, and then even the 2019 season prior to that, um, just to understand ultimately scheme and how they run things here. But while doing that, you're seeing these guys. And, you know, I met with them plenty during the spring and you know, even some during the summer here in June and watching those guys who hadn't played in a year. You know, you go back and you see what they were capable of. And I'm just excited to – all of them have not turned out to be first-round pre-draft picks here. So we all have a chip on our shoulder. And those guys being able to go back and detail and look how good you are here, but we're going to continue to improve this and we're going to work and fix these errors. That's exciting to me. Because, you know, once somebody, like I said, in coaching, once you feel like you've arrived, you're toast. Yeah. Okay, we're talking with Pat Coons again, the defensive line coach at James Madison, as he's in his first year with the Dukes. And, you know, do you feel like the the, the scheme here, is it similar to what you've had before, or is it something that, that you're pretty familiar with? It's unique. There's certain you know, different principles and there's certain uh, philosophies with certain calls that, they do have some differences to what I'm used to, but that's exciting to me. I've definitely grown through that in the spring, but ultimately I, I've been familiar with the system. I played a similar system in college my senior year with uh, Coach Tenuta, um, Oak to Notre Dame. And, you know, as a, as a coach at IU, we ran a similar system. You know, they just call it different things, and you, you have right. different pieces do a different technique here and there, but, you know, it's, it's a blend. There's some things that even at VMI that we ended up doing that were similar techniques that I coach here. So it, the best way to answer that is yes, but there's still wrinkles, and I pull from different opportunities I've had to coach to piece together how we fit this thing up front. And I know you're pretty detail-oriented, especially with your guys. You've got a spreadsheet, and you're, you're talking to your guys every single day about what could have been better. You're looking at every single play that they have in practice. And um, has, that, has that helped a lot to, for them to see that data on every single play? I, you know, the, I think the answer is still uh, to be found out here. <laughs> yeah. for a lot of that just because of the fall, but... No, I think that my job coming in here was to be very detail-oriented, to take that extra step to give them the best chance to be successful. Um, you know, I'm replacing big shoes with Corey Heatherman up there at Rutgers, and he did a lot of great things. But, you know, my challenge here is how to take the next step. And part of that is we're going to teach these kids to be smarter football players. Um, we're going to be more detailed and be able to take advantage of things with our technique and our study and how we line up. And that's going to pay off and help us play ultimately faster more aggressive and the players have responded. I think there's some extra thinking they're doing here and there, but that's a good thing. Coach, do you feel like you've got a, a pretty versatile group that can some can play in, some can play out, you can kind of mix and match your, your D-line? I, uh, yeah, that's funny. You might have been in a meeting I had with them earlier today. Uh, we're just <laughs> talking about how things in a season, you could always come in fresh in fall camp and you have your group and you think this is where it's going to be, but we I've been a part of this game for far too long to understand that it's a long, grueling you know, season where you're going to have guys get banged up. And we have enough pieces, whether it's ends bumping down or you know, one end flipping to the other or you know, maybe another D-tackle's got to play more spots. I mean, 
There's, this is a, a group that has to have pride without having ego because that's one of the big things. If we want to rotate and we want to be able to keep guys fresh, you got to be able to know multiple spots. you got to be able to adjust, and you got to do everything you can to be a valuable asset up front. So that means a guy might have to learn two positions. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Pat Coons, the defensive line coach at James Madison. And How was it out on the recruiting trail? Was that, was that, do you enjoy that part, and, and was that fun this summer to get out and, and see so many, uh, so many prospects? Yeah, I mean, I you know I had a not the same amount of time on the road as the other guys with my wife giving birth May sixth, but in the time that I spent out, it was great. You know, I, I got to go out to you know Philly and Jersey, my new areas, and really immerse myself in the concrete jungles is what I call those places. I'm a Midwestern guy, man. There was a lot of wet, rusty concrete, um, <laughs> but uh, saw some great talent and built some relationships already that have paid off. Um, and we'll continue to pay off in the future. But yeah, I was, I had a baby, you know, right there in May. So I got a few, about a week or so in the beginning. And then about a week or so at the end, other than that, I was with mama and Harlow. And they're doing well, right? Doing very well. He's big as a house. You know, coach, talk about when you're out on the recruiting trail and you're talking to these coaches and players. And uh, now that now that you guys are in the Sun Belt, um, obviously that's probably exciting for you now to jump up from from VMI to JMU and, and be in the FBS and, and be a part of the Sun Belt Conference now. But um, does that resonate on the recruiting trail when you're talking to kids? Absolutely. I mean, especially in the areas that I was at with Jersey and Philly, just you know, it's almost like we're busting the door open a little bit, and now we can, yeah. You know, whether it's the high school coach, whether it's the school, whatever, we have our shirt means our logo means something different walking into the school, mm-hmm. and just being able to build more connections, like in Philly and Jersey, to where we're recruiting against more schools that they're used to, and now we throw our hat in the ring, that gets a lot more attention. Yeah. Versus, yeah, we're that FCS school in the South. You know, I mean, that's, you know, we're within four or five hours from these guys, and now we're in their recruiting areas that we're going against schools that they're used to seeing all the time. We're talking with Pat Coons, the defensive line coach at James Madison in his first year with JMU. And, you know, Coach, talk about going up Indianapolis, right? That's where you grew up? That's where I'm born and raised, yep. downtown. Yes, sir. He's an indie guy and uh, went to Notre Dame. Tell me about your, your time at Notre Dame playing for Charlie Weiss and, and there, but uh, starting nose guard for the Fighting Irish. Take me back to your Notre Dame days. I'm guessing that was a blast. Oh, it was a blast. And, uh, you know, it's it's something where I, it meant a little something different to me. I was a CYO Catholic school kid from Indianapolis, <laughs> and you know every Sunday at Mass you'd hear the priest talking about the Notre Dame game. So I think through all my decisions, if I wouldn't have gone there, I'd probably have been excommunicated from my family. <laughs> but on a serious note, like I was one of those kids that didn't need motivated because that was so special for me to play there. And it just looked out that I could I went to go play for my dream school. But you know there I was just to be honest I was I wasn't the most talented guy. I you know I I worked and worked and. I had a chip on my shoulder, and I had to do my time behind some good players, especially in my first couple of years. And when the opportunity arose, I made took advantage of you know what I could do with my strengths, and you know I just a lot of it was passion, and energy, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, like that. That's important as a D lineman, and the friendships and just the school in general. It's a special place, and mm-hmm. those bonds are forever true. You know, you guys were pretty good your first couple of years with, with Coach Weiss and, and then had a rough year. I think, what, your junior year, you went 3-9. and nine. And talk about that and, and how that – did that did that make you guys grow up and, and d- did that kind of shape you a little bit while you were in college? That was honestly the first time as a player that I'd been on a losing record team, even from playing as a second grader. So 
yeah, it was challenging. And, you know, there's there's a lot of different things that, you know, happen. It's not just one side of the ball or one player or one game. When you go three and nine, it's a lot of different stuff. So, you know, there was a lot of different things that played into that, and it was definitely a growing experience. It was frustrating, but going into my senior year after that season, you know, it, it definitely woke us up a little bit like you're talking about. But right. ultimately, the first two years were fantastic. We ended up with a winning record my senior year, and I would never change a thing. Obviously, you always want to go undefeated and win national championships, but we got to play against great competition. We had some memorable games that will forever be remembered in college football. And just the the experience, I wish I could have another year. A lot of these kids think I want a red shirt. I'm one of those guys who's like, man, I wish I did because I was ready to play a fifth year there. Yeah, no no doubt. What, what's your most memorable game or, or a couple of them? Um, I'd say the Stanford game my senior year. Um, before the game, a player, their offensive lineman, was talking trash about us. And so I got to go up in the pep rally. I don't know if you'll be able to find footage of this. Hopefully you can't. <laughs> but I um, basically set up a WWE-type scenario where I was talking trash with a friend about this kid and told him I was going to, quote-unquote, rip his head off. And then ultimately it was like Babe Ruth calling a shot. I had the best game of my career in college. <laughs> Not my career, but my college career. Um and it was just memorable. You know, two sacks, fumble recovery, interceptions, NFLs. Oh, wow. But just being able to back up what you call out, mm-hmm. you know, that was pretty special. But, you know, obviously there's the Bush push game. There's Michigan State where the year before they spiked a flag in our field, and then we come back from 19 down, you know, the second half to beat them at their home the next game, the next year. And there's a lot of those games. And then think about guys who played against. Guy we lost a four. Overtime game in the pit with LaShawn McCoy and those guys mm-hmm. went down and beat Georgia Tech with Calvin Johnson. There's uh there's some memorable moments. It's hard to say one. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Pat Coons again. He played at Notre Dame. He's now the defensive line coach at JMU. And um you had a cup of coffee with the Colts. Was that your hometown team? I'm guessing that was a dream come true too, right? It was a dream come true. Just being a part of that, and you know, obviously I wish the career went longer, but everybody's football career ends and that that just happened to be where mine was, but Honestly, that six months with the Colts, that's what made me want to be a coach. Did it? Being able to being able to learn from a rest in peace, one of the greatest E-line coaches of all time, John Tierlink, and sitting there and, you know, Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney are sitting there in the room, <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't an idiot. I knew that I don't move like them. So <laughs> I was that annoying rookie that was always asking them questions, and they're just like, quit bothering me. But I try to be as much of a sponge as I can. And, you know, that's what, when football was taken away from me, there was a huge hole on my heart. And that experience with the Colts shed light on the fact that, like, I was still destined to be a part of this game. That's where I was going to go next. So I guess that, is that the time when you wanted to be a coach? It wasn't when you were in high school or college. Is it when you were at the Colts that, man, I got to stay in and this is what I what I love to do? Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, I, I was one of those, and I, I take this in pride, and, you know, it's part of the learning and growing process of man is that, you know, I was one of those kids that thought I was going to play football forever. Uh, my degree, even though I got it in Notre Dame, it was something that I wasn't really prepared to like use that degree as a career. So I'm sitting there without a job and with you know barely any signing bonus money. And what am I going to do? And it, any, I was working three jobs at the same time. I knew that in order to be happy as a man, I had to have football. Mm-hmm. I had to have this involved in my life. So that was my way of, you know, Filling the void, so to speak, and it it continues to be filled every day with that. And you know, I'm just I always want to leave this game better than the way I found it. 
and that's something I take with me. We're talking with Pat Coons, the defensive line coach at JMU, and you know you began your your coaching career at your alma mater, right, at Ron Colley High School in Indianapolis. I did. I did. You spent a lot of time there again, 2010 to 2016. Um, did you think you'd, you'd be coaching high school for that long, or did you want to get to college eventually? When you first started out, kind of what were the goals at that point in time? It was to be a college football coach. Yeah. So even when I was sitting there coaching Ron Colley, I would write 50-plus handwritten letters across the country, whether that was people that I possibly knew in college coaching or just random ones in the dark. And I just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept trying to you know, I'd go to the convention. I'd be that guy who didn't have a school shirt on, and I'm sitting there trying to get a job somehow, and it never worked out that way. But um, over six years, I kept trying, kept trying, and then literally, you know, Tom Allen, who's at IU, he got hired there, and he, real, he recognized that I wrote him a letter when he was at South Florida, and I wrote another letter when he got the job at IU, and it got his attention. And then it just so happened he hired Mark Hagan, who recruited me when he was a D-line coach at Purdue. He actually coached one of my best friends with a line, as a linebacker there. And so he was familiar with who I was, and then I got to rekindle that relationship and had the great opportunity to get into the college game. And, you know, I owe that to Coach Hagan and Coach Allen forever in debt. And talk about your time with Indiana. I'm, I'm guessing that um, that opened your eyes to a lot of different things, and I, I'm sure that, that grew your love for coaching even more. It did. It's challenging. Being a GA and Coach Hagan, you know, I, I have the utmost respect for him. I learned so much, continue to have a great relationship for him, but he uh, he challenges you. And as a DLIGA, you know, I, I feel like I, I went above and beyond for him. And, I, you know, hopefully I was a great asset to him. And, you know, since I've done that, he's been the first guy to be able to help me out whenever I need it. So just learning the game from him. And one thing he really taught me was the organization of it. You know, there's always good and bad that you learn from people. But one of the positive he was is how detailed he was, how organized he was, and how passionate he was about how he coaches. And then with Tom Allen, just the motivational piece for the most part. Like, he's such a great human, but the fact that every day he is going and it's everything he has with his heart and soul, and he's motivating those players. And that's something I really take pride in as well. Okay, we're talking to JMU defensive line coach Pat Koontz. And then VMI, you got your first full-time gig at, at uh, VMI. How did that work out? How was, was there a connection there to get to VMI? Yeah, so Billy Koch, who's now the office coordinator at Richmond, he was a GA with me at Indiana. And he, le- he was left after my second year. I stayed a year after him, but he left to be the wide receiver coach at VMI. And, you know, he was there for a year, and I think they won one game, and he ended up, the job came open. He let me know about it, and he basically, you know, put my name in the ring. And I went to go interview and end up getting the job. And you know, for the next three years we were there, we did things at VMI they had never done. And you know, I'm forever in debt to Billy too. And you know, he was just over at my house uh, about a month ago, meeting Harlow, him and the wife. And you know, it's it's that's a bond, a coaching friendship that I'll have the rest of my life. I'm, I'm betting VMI was special to you. I mean, that was a special three years, I'm sure. You learned a lot and, and able to, to get your first full-time uh, coaching gig. But um, I, I'm sure you met some impressive young men down there at, at, at that institution and, and had a great time. Yes. You know, I mean, the staff there, again, first and foremost, Coach Walkenheim and Coach Clark and those guys, those are, those are some great ball coaches. And the challenges of VMI are unlike any other school in Division One football. And I'll, I'll battle to the end if anybody wants to debate yeah. that. Um, but the the players, when they came to practice, it was the best thing they did every day. And you had kids who maybe didn't have the most physical tools or weren't the most pretty off the bus, but 
those kids busted their butt. And you could teach them a ton of different things. They're responsive. They, I didn't have to worry about them not going to class. I didn't have to worry about things like that. They handle the business. And, you know, the challenge is there. You know, I'm not going to sit there and make excuses or anything like that, but they have a lot going on as players. And their ability to still be focused and give you everything they had was impressive. And those are high-quality young men who are going to be leading our country in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. No question. We're talking to Pat Coons, the defensive line coach at JMU. And actually, after the 21 season, you did take a, a, a stint at, uh, at Southern Illinois. We're there for a little over a month before you got the call uh, from Coach Haynes. But was that a difficult decision just because you had taken that job? It was. It's a difficult choice because, by nature, I am a loyal dog. You know, I mean, I'm not one of those that's sitting there. I'm, not, I'm, I'm so loyal to people who give me opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, just be, getting that opportunity finally to get, to get out of BMI and take a step up and then being able to, again, take a step up. So I had to take that JMU opportunity. But I was learning a ton even there at Southern Illinois, and they had great people there. It was, it was hard to leave. Um, but ultimately, it was the right choice, no question about it. Heck, my wife didn't even have to switch what hospital she was having birth in. It was in between BMI and JMU, so that worked out perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a big deal, I'm sure. Yeah, thank goodness I didn't buy a leave. That's all I'm yeah. thankful about. Uh, no doubt about that. And, you know, now that you've been here for a while, I- I'm sure you can see why why this is a special place and, and the bond that you guys have as coaches. It's a tremendous coaching staff. I'm it, I'm, I'm sure it, you saw that right away, but especially, what, six months in now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it is a family culture here. And obviously with the support from the town, from the school, um, it's a big deal to be here and, and to be a part of this football program. And it just helps when you have great people around you, you know, whether it's Coach Signetti or his wife, Lynette, like they just made it feel like so family and comfortable right from the jump. Being in their family in here, especially with my wife, uh, it was so refreshing to have such great people around. Seems like you guys have such great continuity with this staff. Uh, do, do, you, do you get a sense of that right away? Did, did you get a sense of that right away? I did. I did. I mean, heck, Coach Burkett, he was letting me sleep in his, his house <laughs> in his basement for twice a week for about two months. So, you know, just the selflessness that these guys have and you know, obviously we're all competitive, but, you know, we all help each other. We're all going for the same mission. And just the detail and, and you know, the ownership of doing your job for the guy next to you, you know, it just makes it easy to be successful as a coach here. About a month and a half until game number one. I bet you can't wait. Oh, baby, I cannot wait. It's <laughs> been chomping at the bit. I know uh, being home with the family, it's a nice refresher, but it feels good to be back in the office and to be meeting with the guys again. Uh, you're scheming. It's, it's what you sign up to do. It's it's a fun time. The wife's got to get ready for having a baby. First go around, first fall. But you know Harlow's going to be at plenty of games, and so will she. Absolutely, no doubt. Coach, it was great to catch up with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and we'll do it again soon. Thank you, Dave, and go Dukes.